Filipino, and I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Hey, thanks for joining us today and for those of you watching us on Facebook and on YouTube, thanks for joining us as well. The toll holiday at the North Luzon Expressway has ended after the NLEX operator and Valenzuela City settled their rift. Valenzuela City Mayor Rex Cachalian agreed to the conditional lifting of the suspension on NLEX's business permit after the tollways management implemented several measures to ease traffic congestion blamed on its cashless payment system. These measures include the barriers a policy during rush hour, upgrading the RFID system, and the creation of a technical working group. But the NLEX Corporation says it is unlikely they can implement the barriers of policy permanently. It might be a more efficient way to run the system, except that, uh, well, the infrastructure, you really need the infrastructure for that. And to do that, and to screen, and to uh, operate uh, safety measures during during such a barrier up situation is uh, is possible. Although it is going to be a uh, we have to lay down a program for that. So as I said, it's not a bad idea per se. In fact, that's really the direction we are going uh, into. But for now, the infrastructure is not yet there. It's not available anywhere in the Philippines. South Korea dealing with a grim surge in new COVID-19 cases. The Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency has reported 1,078 new cases of COVID-19 in just the past 24 hours. This is the highest daily tally in South Korea since the beginning of this pandemic. Health officials blame the recent wave of infections on gatherings with family and friends. They're now urging the public to cancel all gatherings for the meantime. The pandemic has changed centuries-old traditions of ushering in the Christmas season across the world. Here's a look at what European governments are doing to ensure that the holidays are both merry and safe. How to achieve a jolly and jolly safe Christmas. Governments across Europe are trying to navigate that question. Here's what different countries are doing. Italians will not be able to attend a midnight mass on Christmas Eve. Pope Francis's Christmas Eve mass will start two hours earlier, allowing the limited number of people who can attend to be home by 10 p.m. Nederland gaat op slot. This was Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte saying the Netherlands is closing down for a tough five-week lockdown and a limit of three adult visitors per household. Germany will close beauty salons and most stores, leaving only essential shops open from December the 16th until at least January the 10th. Our public and private lives will be more restricted than ever in the history of the Federal Republic of Germany. Up to 10 people from two households, that's not counting children, will be allowed to gather over the Christmas holidays. For me, Christmas is about love. There don't need to be any presents. And unfortunately, this year, that's forbidden. And that's very sad. The country's traditional Christmas markets were called off this year, but drive-through options have been popping up across the country. It's a lovely idea. We like it a lot. Unusual ideas for unusual times. We have to try it out when something like this is offered. 
I think it's an original idea, but let's see what's still to come. The kids are in the back and they seem to be having fun. <laughs> in Austria, there will be no Christmas markets this holiday season, but skiing will be allowed from December the 24th. Everything is closed. Hotels and the restaurants are not allowed to open, with only the lifts open. There will not be much going on on the slopes with just the locals skiing. And in Britain, up to three households will be allowed to meet at home from December the 23rd until December the 27th. People will be able to meet in places of worship and in outdoor public spaces, but not at indoor hospitality or entertainment venues. It's crap. Because I've got two hospitality businesses close by and uh, basically I'm going to have to close both of them. So it's no good. Global coronavirus cases now at 73.4 million. The global death toll stands at 1.6 million, while recoveries are at 41.5 million. The U.S. remains to be the worst-hit country with 16.7 million confirmed cases and 303,500 deaths. Here in the Philippines, COVID-19 has infected more than 451,000 people, 8,812 of whom have died. The United States could give the green light to its second COVID-19 vaccine this week after Moderna received an endorsement from the Food and Drug Administration. Let's get to details in this report. One day after Americans began getting vaccinated against COVID-19, a second vaccine, this one from Moderna, is on track for FDA approval this week after U.S. Food and Drug Administration staff endorsed it as safe and effective in documents released Tuesday. Moderna could get the green light as early as Friday, according to the New York Times, making millions of doses available to Americans within days. Moderna's approval would follow FDA's granting of emergency use of Pfizer's vaccine and would help the United States fulfill its promise to inoculate 20 million people this month. After healthcare workers, nursing home residents are next in line, and many are eager to get their shots, like 76-year-old Katharina Maison. I know that, that there could be side effects. Um, I'm, I'm aware of that, but... I'm also aware that there are often lasting side effects of having the coronavirus. I'd rather have the side effect, if anything, from the vaccine. 76-year-old Rosalind Curley said she's happy the vaccine is on its way, even though she might not be eligible because she's allergic to penicillin. I can't understand people who don't want to take it. I would have it in a heartbeat. It's got to be better than the COVID. That's, that's a nasty thing. Health officials are hoping to spread that confidence to the greater public. As of now, many Americans remain skeptical. Only 61% of respondents in a recent Reuters Ipsos poll said they were open to getting vaccinated. The United States government in talks with Pfizer for additional COVID-19 vaccine doses for 2021. The New York Times reports President Donald Trump's administration is negotiating with a drug maker, offering to help acquire raw materials to create more doses of the vaccine. They aim to produce tens of millions more vaccine doses for Americans in the first half of next year. 
Over in Central America, Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine is now authorized for use in Costa Rica and Panama. Costa Rica struck a deal with Pfizer for 3 million doses just two weeks ago. Panama also approved the emergency use of the drug. Its health ministry said the first batch of vaccines may arrive in the country during the first quarter of next year. Senator Panfilo Lacson backing a statement made by Foreign Affairs Secretary Teddy Loxin Jr. The Philippines missed an opportunity to purchase Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccines as early as January next year because of someone who, and we quote, keeps dropping the ball. Lacson adds despite this, that official hasn't been fired. In a tweet on Wednesday, make that Tuesday, Foreign Affairs Secretary Teodoro Loxin Jr. revealed the botched deal that would have secured 10 million doses of Pfizer's BioNTech's vaccine. This fueled speculations they were referring to Health Secretary Francisco Duque. President Duterte has time and again defended Duque from what he calls or from calls that he be sacked over his poor handling of the health crisis. However, Philippine Ambassador to the United States, Jose Manuel Romualda, says there is still a chance the deal with Pfizer will push through. For a former Chief Justice, the impeachment complaint against Supreme Court Associate Justice Marvik Leonen will most likely fail because its grounds are, quote, wobbly. Retired Chief Justice Artemio Panganiban says that Larry Gadon, the lawyer behind the complaint, has not produced any conclusive evidence that Leonen purposely delayed the resolution of pending cases assigned to him. Panganiban pointed out that the 24-month period deadline for cases is a provision that is directory and not mandatory, which means it is not an inflexible rule. Panganiban also noted that Gadon has no conclusive proof Leonen did not file his statement of assets, liabilities and net worth or SALN while he was teaching at the University of the Philippines. Panganiban clarified the act of impeachment should concern issues that happened within Leonin's incumbency as justice, which in this case does not apply to his alleged non-filing of cell ends. I think that uh, impeachment has been cheapened, cheapened, in the sense that it is raised even if the uh, grounds are not very clear, not very justiciable, um, not very uh, not, not very apt for the process. Impeachment is such a high, high proceeding that uh, it should be used sparingly, only when the ground is secure and sure, yeah. to respect the independence of our judiciary. A progressive group held a rally against a judge who issued search warrants, which led to the recent arrests of activists. Adrian Ayalin on the line now with details. Adrian, what else can you tell us? Yes, Fermina, militant labor organization Kilosang Mayo Uno tagged Quezon City Regional Trial Court Judge Cecilin Villavert as search warrant factory queen in a lightning rally in front of the Quezon City Hall of Justice this morning. KMU and other human rights groups have claimed that Villavert issued the search warrant which led to the arrest of six activists and one journalist last December 10, coinciding with the commemoration of International Human Rights Day. KMU Secretary General Jerome Adoni said Villavert is in collusion with Philippine National Police Chief General Debold Sinas in effecting arrests of activists amid red-tagging efforts of state authorities. Adoni said Villavert should be disbarred as she lets herself be used to silence activists. 
KMU also lamented that William Wirt is likely to be appointed to the Court of Appeals because of the search warrants. Adonis said, or they stressed, that they belong to legitimate activist organizations, not to armed rebels. ABS-CBN reached out to the office of Judge Villavert, and they have yet to issue a statement on the allegations of KMU and other human rights groups. Carmina? Thanks a lot, Adrian Ayalin. In other news, a magnitude 6.2 quake rocks the eastern portion of Sarangani province in southern Philippines. The tectonic quake hit the province at past 7 this morning. Intensity 5 was felt in General Santos City and in South Cotabato. Other municipalities in the province, as well as Tupi and Coronadal City in South Cotabato, felt intensity 4. Authorities are still assessing the damage from the tremor. Aftershocks are also expected. The rehabilitation of the Philippines' main gateway hits another snag as airport authorities revoke the original proponent status issued to construction giant Megawide and its Bangalore-based partner, GMR. The Manila International Airport Authority told Megawide the news through a letter dated Tuesday, but it, not, it did not specify the reasons for the move. The country's economic managers had previously raised doubts about Megawide's ability to finance the project, citing the company's limited capital. Megawide slams the MIAA's decision, saying it was influenced by corrupt interests. It adds the move further delays the upgrade of the Ninoy Aquina International Airport, or NAIA, which it says is a critical step toward the economy's recovery from the COVID crisis. Megawide and GMR will be filing a motion for reconsideration, an original proponent status allows a company to match other groups' offers and win the project under a Swiss challenge. Terry Ridon, convener of policy think tank Infrawatch PH, says the DOTR is doing a disservice to the public by dropping megawide. What we would have wanted to see was uh, for DOTR, MIAA and the private proponents to negotiate hard, to neg negotiate further and to conduct another submission the NED ICC. We never expected that uh, DOTR and MIAA would unilaterally cancel the original proponent status of the second proponent. Hindi mo natin malaman, what do they actually want with the IA with the rehabilitation? This is a problem, particularly because it sets back uh, the IA rehabilitation to another what? Another one year, another two years, and probably beyond already the term of President Duterte. U.S. President-elect Joe Biden picks Pete Buttigieg as Sarah Buttigieg as his, or his former rival for the Democratic nomination as his transportation secretary. He would be the first LGBTQ person nominated to Biden's administration. If confirmed, he would be the first openly gay cabinet secretary in U.S. history. Buttigieg had been rumored to land in several different spots in Biden's administration. As transportation secretary, he would put to use his background in urban affairs by overseeing a sprawling federal agency that oversees U.S. highways, air travel and transit systems. In sports, NBA teams hoping to pry away two-time reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks may now put their plans aside. That's after the Greek freak signed his much-awaited extension, a five-year, $228 million deal among the biggest in NBA history. It includes an opt-out after the fourth year. On his social media account, Atentacumpo called Milwaukee his home and said he was blessed to be able to play for the franchise for at least another five years. 
See, there had been speculations on whether Atentacumpo would become a free agent after the upcoming season over the Bucks' frustrations come playoff time. Milwaukee upgraded Atentacumpo's supporting cast this offseason, adding guard Jeru Holiday and several key bench players. While the Greek freak is now the owner of one of the richest contracts in NBA history, he'll have some tough competition when it comes to winning a third straight MVP trophy. Odds makers in Las Vegas have Atentacumpo as only the second to favorite to or the second favorite to win this season's MVP award behind Dallas Mavericks sensation Luka Doncic. Vegas factored in a voter fatigue and Milwaukee's penchant for resting their franchise player against bad teams in making that decision. Doncic, on the other hand, is expected to average close to another triple-double this season while trying to will his team back to the playoffs. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. If you want to revisit today's episode, Dateline Philippines podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Play back this newscast too on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe, everyone. Keep it here on ANC.